Well, that's game cute and then that's Dreamcast. What you got? Well, I said I got Gamecast, man. Damn, I can't afford it. 29 kids go in the water. 22 kids come out of the water. The ice cream man, he takes the rest. Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. And the show has started. Hello, Chip Chip Cherio. Hello there, mates. Hello, hello. Uh, we're here with uh, Steedo and Pat, and uh, we are back at it, all three of us. Steed, what have you been... Uh, you were gone. What's your excuse? I need to hear it. Well, it's a pleasure to be back, and what I had to say about my excuse for missing the last week, I was out of state in the territory of Wisconsin. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yes, I was traveling, uh, glazing you may say and, uh, it was very it was Lazy, very important yes sir yes sir proper, so i do proper. apologize i apologize promptly to all the listeners for not being there last week uh apology accepted also rejected so i we had thanksgiving in the last weeks uh, since i didn't even realize that uh last thursday we had the show released on thanksgiving we should have made some sort of shout out to that but um now it's it's uh it's done thanksgiving is done it's over with thank god we've got that over with now we can we can enjoy our lives now um what were people's thoughts on uh thanksgiving well yeah (laughs) patrick i i noticed you uh had some instagram posts that seemed quite interesting that is correct well what were you doing pat uh, it was Thanksgiving week. Yeah, I'm gonna talk like a normal person. Um, <laughs> oh my god! god so good, it's so good. Hi, <laughs> society. I don't even. Oh my god! Thanksgiving. I had two dinners in an hour and a half, and that's not something that's easy to accomplish no, or very no. enjoyable. To be quite frank with you. Wow, two two Thanksgivings now. I come from a divorced family. Is that a similar situation you have as well? I don't know what you are referring to. <laughs> I think I think uh, he's referring to the marital status of your parents, Pat. He is saying he comes from a divorced family, and that's why he has two Thanksgivings. Oh, I've had two Thanksgivings my entire life, just because my grandparents are alive. So we make a point to see them. And then we go and see the other side. Oh, wonderful, wonderful. Yes. <laughs> However, it is the same food every year. It would be nice to have a little bit of variety. Now, do you rate uh, each Thanksgiving as who, which grandparents maybe made the better dinner, made the better meal? Is this, is this some competition your family holds Ooh, yes, each yes. year? 
it's not a competition, but one side of the family sometimes has prime rib instead of turkey, <laughs> which I prefer. That does sound much more proper. Much proper. Um, I did. I did send out a fire tweet, uh, which said we need to change turkey and get rid of it. I I noticed that, and I did um, shoot you over a, a like or a favorite, whatever <laughs> it's called. I appreciate that. Thank you. It gained gained me some clout. Much clout indeed. I, I want to make a suggestion. Um, deviled eggs need to be included in Thanksgiving dinners. It's a very nice appetizer that I don't see often. I did see this on your your Instagram post. I noticed the deviled eggs. I've never uh, uh, indulged in deviled eggs myself. Can you explain the draw? Maybe that I noticed there was some seasoning on top of them. That delightful. Yes, I don't know what that is exactly, but it is, however, fucking amazing. <laughs> yes, wonderful, wonderful. I also had a random thought I wanted to talk about on the pod. Uh, why is orange juice only consumed during breakfast hours? Ooh. Yes, it would be odd to order a orange juice at, say, a restaurant for dinner. That would be odd. I'm pondering, and I could see it maybe not going well with pizza, but... I don't understand. You can have fruit at any time of day. Why only orange juice for breakfast? Hmm. It's quite a good point. I wonder if it's the acidity of the juice that it generally uh, shies away from the later meals due to stomach acid problems, or if it's just the pairing. How would you, you like you said, pairing it with pizza, pairing it with a steak? It's hard. It's hard to be done. Is it hard to be done, or is it not done? Oh. I think it's just not done. I think it's just not done. I agree. It's, uh, it's uh, improper. It's, it's, uh, it's worth a shot, I'd say. It's bullshit. <laughs> well, we could have devil, deviled eggs and orange juice next Thanksgiving dinner, I say. <laughs> That's, I, I wish that sounded better than it was. Um, but I, it might be as worth a shot, uh, but it does not sound, um, you know, yeah, I don't know. True. Well, Jerry, how was your Thanksgiving? Well, what, what did you do? I had a similar situation where I had two and I had one, but it was not an hour and a half apart. It was more like five hours apart, which did help. But I had a conundrum with uh, a, a cousin of mine, and I've mentioned this cousin before on the podcast maybe a year or so ago. Uh, I have a cousin that, that doesn't know my name, or that didn't know my name. I think she knows it now. Um, and keep in mind, I see this cousin uh, maybe once a month, month, once every two months. And the cousin is now, uh, let's say, 11 or 12. Uh, that cousin did not know Still my name. Her older, her older sister, but again, I see her quite a bit. Her older sister uh, asked my brother and I uh, what degrees we were getting in college. <laughs> and this cousin is uh, 15 or 16 and was asking what degrees my brother and I were getting in, in college. Which Before I'm not correct, both you and your brother have graduated. Uh, many moons ago. Um, yes, I've been now out of college for over five years and my brother for less than one but still uh, I told her that I was undecided 
my brother told her he was undeclared. So rather than give her an answer, uh, we decided to make, you know, tell her that because she doesn't know, she now knows further from the truth, uh, be it. But uh, I don't know what it is with my cousins and a lack of knowledge, basic understanding of the family and, the f- and our information. Uh, because we see each other so much. I don't know what conversations happen in that household, but uh, I think more maybe like a family history day would be in order. Ah, now this could be something implemented, <clears throat> pardon me, implemented maybe pre-Thanksgiving, pre-holiday. Yes. Uh, just a, a, a catch-up day. Yes, uh, catch-up day. Hey, my, aunt, my auntie has passed. Yep. I'd like to remember this so I don't ask, where, where is she, Uncle Frank? <laughs> yes, exactly. Precisely, precisely, yes. Yes, that would, that would be quite rude. And <laughs> yes. I do not wish to bring that shame upon myself. No. So, uh, what did you call this, a family history day? Family history day would be in order. Perhaps the eve of Thanksgiving. <laughs> A Wednesday, if you will. Blackout Wednesday would be now declared Family History Day. Cheerio. <laughs> we'll, get it, we'll get it in the books there. All right. Um, <laughs> the problem with talking like this is it takes much longer to say simple things. <laughs> oh, I think it's you, you take the time to realize... Uh, what what you want to say? Yep. How you want to say it? Yes. You sound be, it comes out exquisite. Yes, it really does. Uh, so, Pat, I wanted to ask you a follow up on your potluck uh, conversation you had last week. You said that you had a potluck at work, and uh, my female friend, uh, Miss Amy, uh, she had a potluck at work, and people brought store-bought materials to a potluck. What are your thoughts on that, Pat? That's exactly what I did. <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. Nice. Uh, what did you bring? Yeah. Uh, what was it? Well, we said it was spinach dip. Oh, sp- oh okay. And, well, uh, spinach dip, yes. That would, be, that would be weird to make yourself, yes. And I, I found out why it didn't taste good. It was made with Greek yogurt. Ooh, opposed to ranch? Or mayo? I don't know no, what's normally in it. Yeah, I don't know either. But it had Greek yogurt. Pat, I noticed you've lost your accent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm just I'm not doing it anymore. I okay. said it five minutes ago. <laughs> okay, okay, all right. Well, we'll continue the <laughs> we'll continue the rest uh, in a normal pace for Pat. That was the stupidest ten minutes we've ever recorded. No, I disagree. <laughs> I think might, people are gonna like that. That might go in the Hall of Fame. I think it's going to have good feedback. I, I can usually tell this funny if I'm laughing and I was like yes. crying. Yes, yeah, so was I. <laughs> um, potluck, yeah. So, Pat, you brought the spinach dip. That is one thing. I I am under, okay, I, I get I get a, the dip makes more, a Spanish dip. I've never seen somebody make their own spinach dip. So a that's Spanish seems, A Spanish spinach dip. I've never seen somebody make one of those and bring it in. So I would, I would, be surprised if somebody had brought in a homemade spinach chip. But my thoughts are that uh, if you were bringing in, like, say, a pie or something like that, a normal thing, that somebody should attempt to make said thing on their own. 
prior to bringing in potluck. Hot take, Jared. That's a hot take. I'm just saying. So my my hot take is it's okay to bring store-bought stuff, but it needs to be premium store-bought. Premium store-bought stuff. It's very easy stuff. to get like a shitty pie from okay. Walmart. I'm okay with that. I'm, I'm okay with but it. But yes. if you go to, let's say, Whole Foods and get the gluten-free 17 yes. fake pumpkin pie casserole. Yes. Yep. Now we're talking. I I would agree with that. I'm okay with a premium product as well. Okay, I'm I've I've been persuaded here. You guys have uh, you've done well. Um, <clears throat> so hold on a second. I want to get back into orange juice because I don't feel like I gave it a fair enough try because we were talking like idiots earlier. Okay, let's hear it. Well, I, I wouldn't insult a whole country. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, we don't actually sound anything like them. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna have to get uh, like a professional British person in and see how close we were. See what see what dialects we were at. Something about like don't roll your R's or something like that. That was the advice I was looking up while we were talking. Like that. okay, were we rolling R's? Roll your R's. Uh, I don't even know what that means. R's. Roll. 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 Okay. Okay. I just said continue I, with I the orange juice. Sit yes. on my couch and have orange juice at eight o'clock at night. Not crazy. I don't think no. anybody would try and stop. Yeah, it, but I know no. what you mean. Where it is, it is like almost exclusively a breakfast thing, and it is it is better than that. Are Pat? Are you are you somebody that you just like all orange juices? Or are you pretty specific on the ones you like? Uh, I mean, I'll drink. Most orange juices, um, I prefer to have pulp in it. Yes, I prefer oh, pulp. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah. You prefer, both of you prefer pulp. Definitely prefer pulp. Oh, yeah, big time. You are both lunatics. And also, I also prefer not from concentrate. I notice a big difference from the from concentrate and not from concentrate. You buy the expensive orange juice. It's not that much more expensive for the, the not that from concentrate. That $5 carton. Yeah. <laughs> The fresh squeeze stuff is amazing, but yes, I uh, and that's even a big difference between that and you know any of the other ones. But that's that's pretty spicy. So I actually know an alternative to orange juice. Yes, I made this once for our friend Dan Powercock. Yep, he said I would like a glass of orange juice, uh, and this was at nighttime. Yep, I believe he had been drinking. There was no orange juice, but there was Sunny D and milk. So I, I thought, hey, Sunny D and milk—that's got to be pretty close to actual orange juice. And he drank okay. it and said, "Wow, this is good orange juice." <laughs> See, I would have thought just Sunny it D by up? itself would have been closer, but. <laughs> well, I thought I had to add some pulp to make it seem more natural. Oh, and milk. And is the milk pulp. was the pulp. <laughs> oh God. Yeah. I, I don't know how that one, how it worked. I have no idea. It was, it was one of the greatest tricks of my life. <laughs> um, oh, God. All right. So, yeah, Pat, it's, I, I'm all right with, with you know, just moving some stuff around with uh, with changing the time frame of orange juice. If you're going to drink it, go for it. Live a little. Thanks, man. All right. Paul, I wanted to talk about a text or a Snapchat that I got from you. I can't remember. It was stuff that you had... You said you found underneath your couch. Can you elaborate on this? Oh, uh, yeah. I was <laughs> I was cleaning or helping my dad move some furniture at his house because he's redoing his kitchen. So we were uh, moving some stuff outside. Uh, we picked a couch up. Uh, 
I assume this couch had not been moved in a while, and there was a dead bat and uh, about three inch long mushroom under the couch. <laughs> God. The dead bat, like the fact that there was a bat inside your house and nobody knew. <laughs> and then, and then the couch it, was right next to a fireplace. Okay. Oh, so maybe it came from up from in the fireplace and came down. Yeah, the fireplace has not been used since we moved in. Though. Okay. So it did not die from fire. Did not die from fire. So it probably came and then like was hiding. It maybe it got bright inside the room. But just the fact, like under a couch, the fact that you even find that is difficult. Because you think it'd be flying around to be up top, and then. In fact, you just had a bat in your house. Because I remember you all growing up, you slept in the basement of that place sometimes, and there was that you had a mole in your in your room in the basement. Yeah, it was either a mole or a bowl. And if you need to know what it sounds like, look up just like demon screeches, <laughs> because that's what those things sound like. I woke up hearing just like a horrid scream from a creature, and I was like, "Oh my god, I'm about to be murdered." My house is like 60 years old, presumed to be haunted, and I'm hearing this demon thing. Luckily, I had old man Gray Cat, our cat, and he went and found this thing and killed it and then brought it to me. I was like, oh, <laughs> all right, there was a, that was a mole making that noise. I didn't even know they could make noise. Oh, my God. Yeah, and so it seems like there's very little barrier between the outside world and your house. Well, uh, we discovered a hole in the basement wall okay shocking and one i was playing xbox in the basement when i was like 16 yeah and a mouse crawled i didn't know the hole was there at the time but he crawled out of the ceiling down this like curtain and i was like oh crap there's a mouse crawling out of my ceiling so i woke up my trusty gray cat and threw him over at the mouse and he killed that (laughs) and then he ate it in front of me which was a little gross but i was like i don't want to clean that mouse up so i'll let him do his thing (laughs) But he ate it head first. So he eats oh, the God. head and the body, and then there's only the tail left. And I'm like, okay, so I'll have to throw that away. No, he just slurps up the tail like oh, a maniac. Oh, my God. That's <laughs> so That's gross. so gross. Shout out to Mikey P, who I was playing nice fights with. Shove step Mike. Yep. Uh, oh, man. Okay, well. So, yeah. that You know what? Uh, we live in the woods. We've had snakes in there. One time I opened the door to the basement, and underneath the door there was a snake. Oh, God. (laughs) And that's, like, downstairs and upstairs. So the snakes somehow climbed these stairs. (laughs) Oh, my God. Yeah, it seems like anything's good to go there in your house. Yeah. uh, yeah. We we did plug the basement hole. Um, Oh, that is good. Yeah. There was just a random hole. I don't know. (laughs) You never know when you need one of those. Good Plenty of chipmunks have gotten in there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you know what? It's all good. Yeah. You usually have an animal to kill them. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's all you need. Yeah. How do I reach these kids? Let's do a few emails. We get into some other stuff. So, we got this one from Smacko. Smacko. It's called Neville Troublebottom. If my boggart turns into a basilisk, will looking at its eyes turn me to stone? Uh, the easy answer and correct answer is no, it will not. Explain what explain what both these are. Because obviously this so is a Harry bat, Potter uh, reference. Yes, uh, a boggart is a creature um, which when you look at it, turns into your worst fear. Okay. So if, Jared, if you looked at the boggart 
it would be the FBI coming in saying we know about fit kids <laughs> and you young you'd and yoked out. young and yoked yes now, at least get the, the name remedy right. <laughs> sorry sorry <laughs> the the remedy to this you cast ridiculous on it uh, as portrayed in uh, was it Chamber of Secrets or was it um, Prisoner of Azkaban either way it's Prisoner of Azkaban with uh, Lupin Lupin teaches the children. So you can get rid of it and it'll turn into something funny and then, I don't know, it goes away. Now a basilisk is a snake, which uh, if you look at it, it's going to kill you. But if you see a reflection, if you see it in a reflection, it will turn you into stone. I see. Okay. Does so it he's... kill you? I think I'm right. Okay. Yeah. So if you see the reflection of it, you get, boom, turn into stone. But, you know, being a bogart, it wouldn't have those powers. So gotcha. Uh, you'd gotcha. be safe. It just yeah, if your worst okay. fear is the basilisk. Okay. Uh, don't worry. Just cast ridiculous at it and you're you're good to go. He has two follow ups. Can my okay. bogart turn into something I've never seen? Well, if it, if he's scared of it. I think it could be something you imagine rather than just I think people are scared of things that they've not necessarily seen but they've imagined. Yeah. Right, That's it's true. whatever the images you're creating in your head. He did ask, "What are y'all's bogarts?" He's very southern. What are y'all's bogarts? So we talked about mine. Uh, what would be Pat's? Pat, what do you think yours would be? Your biggest fear? Freaking Kool Aid Man! I don't give a shit. Heights. So you'd be looking in front of you, and all of a sudden you're like on the edge of some cliff. Uh, it's like more like being on top of like buildings in Chicago, and then looking down, and it's just like. 10 stories and then it's the street just 10 stories yeah that's that's enough to do the job it is enough to you're right yep. that's enough to you're, that's <laughs> enough to end it yeah that's a good point okay steed i think yours um hmm. do you do you want to guess i think i know what it is well i know likely what it is there's probably other things that are scarier i'll, I'll let you guess what do you, any ideas pat <clears throat> Paul? Yeah. No. <laughs> That's right. I have. I have no. He has fears. no fears. What the heck? Um, yeah. No, it's uh, it would be like a, uh, a big old spider. Ooh, spider boys. Yeah. Uh, I I hate bugs. Okay. And I don't even want to say this down the pod, in case somebody wants to mess with me ever. But yes, spiders. If somebody were to put spider on me, we would fight. I don't care if you're Barack Obama. <laughs> we'd, we'd be throwing some hands. Okay. Uh, so your biggest fear would be like if you're in Lord of the Rings and you wake up in that, that uh, full-size spider thing. Yeah. Or, yeah. I mean, they have them in Harry Potter, too. Oh, well, there you go. Either one. Yeah. It's actually Ron Weasley's biggest fear, too, so... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me and Emma Watson would get along great. I that, bet so. That means. I bet so. I know it. All right, let's go to this next one. Uh, smart dog or dumb product? This is from Chub Daddy. It says, I saw this dog collar for sale. It has a built-in whistle. I'm not sure how many dogs are capable of using it. Bitch, please, or too much Whole Foods? <laughs> <laughs> this one seems over the top. If it is, there. If it is for their owner's security, what is the dog doing? 
Chub Daddy. And yeah, he sent this picture and it is, yeah, it's a, it literally, it's a picture that says select a reflective dog collar. And then you scroll down and it says whistle buckle. And yeah, it's a big whistle. It's a t- so how, what, yeah, what, <laughs> what is that? Pat, what do you think? Is that a bitch one or too much Whole Foods? Uh, so it's a dog collar is what we're saying. It's a dog a collar. The built, it's built into the plastic buckle. It's like a whistle built into the plastic buckle. I guess you could call that like dog bling. Yes. Yes. Uh, it's kind of a bitch what, to be honest with you. Uh, it's just kind of like a dumb thing for a person to buy. And uh, the dog probably doesn't, you know, notice it at all. No. And you couldn't even if reach anything, your... I found the more stuff you decorate your dog with, the more upset it usually is. For the most part, yeah. Most dogs do not like extra things on them. But even... Just think about straight functionality here. Let's not even think about it as bling, maybe. Like, if you if you have something... Dogs can't reach their collars. That's why they can just be buckles and you can leave them on there. They maybe can sometimes put their, their paws up at their collars and try to, like, paw it off. But, like... If, if you have a, a whistle part that is, it's not, it's like built into the plastic thing. So it's not like a dangling down whistle. So it is in line with their neckline, which means I don't, the only way you could whistle it is if you detach it from them and whistle, or if you were like, had your mouth on their fur while you're blowing this whistle. <laughs> That's the two options. I don't, I don't understand this at all. Yeah. I feel like if you blew a whistle that close to a dog's ear, yes. you'd probably get like bit. Very good point. Very good point. I didn't even think about the dog's ears. Yeah, dogs are very sensitive hearing, and you're going to be blowing a whistle right in their ears. <laughs> yeah, that's a. This is a horrible product. Thank you, uh, Chub Daddy. So they could make it better if they made like a, you know, oh, what are they called? Like the ball gags, like a ball gag, but you make it to fit a dog's mouth, and you have a whistle. So if the dog breathes out, it will whistle. So you'd have a dog running around, ball gagged, whistling everywhere. <laughs> yeah, I do like the idea of a dog with a, mu- it's a, more like a muscle than a ball gag, but I know. <laughs> well, it'd have to go in his mouth to make it whistle. Well, muscle, mu- oh, I was thinking more like a bridle, like what a horse has. What? A bridle, like when they have the uh, the metal thing that goes in their mouth so when you can steer them and oh, stuff like that. Yeah. okay. Yeah, so just that just seems more like, a ball gag just makes it seem sexual, but Maybe that's the I, way you wanted to go. I with never it. said it wasn't. Okay, perfect. Good point. Very good point. <clears throat> okay, here's uh, one more from Smacko. It says, "Why doesn't Mushu get persecuted for killing the great stone dragon at the beginning of Mulan? Is he the great stone dragon?" Thanks, Smacko. The great stone drag chub is what he called it. Uh, if I remember that movie right, Mushu like knocks over the great stone dragon. Mushu right. is Mushu is uh, the, the small dragon. The small dragon, yes. Yeah, I don't think he killed him. He just broke him. Played by Eddie Murphy. Yeah, great uh, role. As a yeah, probably the top Disney movie there. I do like the Mulan a lot. Uh, I don't. I don't know. I well, didn't the first way. First of all, also like you got to hang out with Mulan for a, a year. Well, I just wanted to point out that Mulan was the first. Uh, Probably the first trans Disney movie. Yeah. Right? Featuring wow, a trans go character. There. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the one with Amanda Bynes where she's a soccer player was way she, behind that. She's all that. 
No, that's not right. Yeah. She's oh, the man. Yeah, you She's to, the man. You She's used the to man. love Amanda Bynes. I did yeah. used to love Amanda Bynes before she went crazy. I was had a big crush I forgot on her about that. Before she went crazy. Um, she was like your background <clears throat> on your computer. <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah, technically. Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> For a short while, yeah, you, sure. Yeah. You love yeah. Amanda Bynes. I, for, I forgot about that detail in your life. <laughs> I was trying to forget it as well. Uh, time has not done her well. So... I okay so why doesn't he get persecuted for killing the great stone dragon maybe because it's like because he is a dragon and so even if he's not the great stone dragon I don't think he's a great stone dragon but I think just the fact that like hey you know you're a dragon you can do what you want to other dragons it's dragon code I'm assuming oh yeah I agree I think that's Pat any other thoughts I don't think I've seen Ulan since it came out so I don't remember the scene happening (laughs) <laughs> but you could picture that, right? I could picture what, Jared? The the the, dragon the, the small dragon breaking the other dragon. Sure. All right. I think that solves could, it. Could totally picture it. <laughs> okay. All, All right. right. We did it. Now it's solved. Issue solved. <laughs> uh, Pat, what's something you want to get to? Uh, we got in the orange juice Thanksgiving. Uh, other than that, I was just at a wedding last weekend. Yeah. Um, yeah. I uh, I said the happy feet weren't coming out, but they did. So, still, oh yeah, watch out, ladies. I'm still sore, man. Yeah, that's right, for sure. Uh, so ankles are shot, but um, that's all that's really been going on. Uh, Steed, you did have a Steed science, correct? Yes, yes, I do. And it's too bad this is the British accents didn't last long enough because this would have sounded much better. All right. Steve Science intros playing. Steve Science intros playing. Everything in this world is made up of matter. And those matters behave with each other in certain ways. And that, students, is chemistry. Everything in this world is made up of those different matters behave amongst each other in different ways. And that, children, is Steed Science. Okay. All right. Welcome to Steed Science. <laughs> then insert claps. Okay. okay. Claps, claps, claps. All right. Now, this Steed Science comes from a special request from I don't know who. Yeah, I actually don't remember who. I don't remember who requested this either. I just remember I wrote down. I wrote it down. All right. Well, this seed science is seedless fruits. Yes. I know. I know. Everybody's saying seedless fruits. (laughs) Aren't those some big Hollywood thing that nobody ever gets? Well, (laughs) no, they're not. Uh, Seedless fruits have actually been around since ancient Rome. What? When the Romans. (laughs) Yeah. When the Romans would, uh, they take grapes, chop them up, and do some stuff. But we'll get into that later. Uh, this is going to be a little bit sexier than most feed sciences, so I apologize to that. But it does if you're, involve inserting. If you're under eighteen, and, shut this off now. Uh, what does the term vascular mean to you? A veiny. <laughs> oh, you got it. All right, so let's get into uh, seedless plants. Obviously, you can go to the store, buy some 
uh, seedless watermelon. Yep. Enjoy it in the hot summer day without whatever, choking on seeds all the time, spitting them out. Everybody loves it. But how are they made? How do you, how they can't make more seeds. If you manage to make one, you have no seeds to make more. Yeah. How do you make more fruits? Well, there's a couple ways. Way one, you can uh, asexually reproduce them. Hmm. All right. Now, Steve, that sounds like something you would try. Let me just explain what it is and I'll explain to you why I can't do this type of asexual reproduction. Okay. So they take the tissues of a seedless plant and they insert it into those of another so that the two sets of vascular tissues may join together. Oh, wow. So you pretty much take a, you chop a banana in half, shove it inside another banana, unfertilized banana. This is important. You can't have any bees walking around fertilizing everything. You just shove it in the other one, tape it together, maybe with some cloth. Boom, you got new seedless bananas. Wow, that's amazing. Now, Steed, this sounds similar to docking. Is that true? Well, Jared, it is true. And it's based on the Old Testament uh, somehow. Okay. <laughs> Where did I find this? Okay, wait. Right. Check, check your facts before you start making Bible I'm, Bible references. I'm not checking the facts. This, <laughs> the method number two, Parthen, Jesus, Parthen Ocarpi. So Parthen Ocarpi means virgin fruit. Parthenos means virgin in Greek. Karpos means fruit in Greek. You okay. shove them together, you got Parthen Campi, whatever. So this is how you, you make uh, seedless watermelons. Okay. Tomatoes, pineapples, cucumbers, <laughs> right? Yeah. So uh, this can actually happen naturally in nature, right? Okay. So you got your seed fruits and your seedless fruits, and they'll just shove out some decoy seedless fruits so that the birds come eat those fruits. Guess what? They don't get any seeds. They don't get those sweet, sweet seeds. They just get unfertilized watermelon. But when it... you might be... Oh, sorry. Oh, well, I was just going to say, you might be thinking... Uh, that's just as good as other, you know, seed fruits. Why is that bad? Well, it's not. They have slightly less fiber. Whoa. Because, yeah, because the seeds have more fiber. So, take that. Also, grape seeds contain phytoestrogens, which can protect women against heart disease. <laughs> Only I women. bet you didn't know that, ladies. <laughs> Only women? <laughs> Only women. <laughs> Suck it, guys. Is, that's coming from LiveStrong.com, Lance Armstrong's steroid <laughs> testicle website. So, so women start eating seed grapes. Men, don't worry about it. But you also should know some seeds can have, uh, what is it? Oh, my God. What's that stupid thing? Cut this part out. Cut this part out. Cyanide. Uh, Boom. Oh, some seeds, some fruit seeds, such as apples and apricots, can have cyanides. And if you eat, like, a bunch of them or chew your seeds, you're going to die, maybe. Probably not. But you don't want to eat cyanide. But that's why you have to you have to smoke a cigarette if you, if you eat an apple seed, correct? 
yes, because that will neurify the toxins. <laughs> Perfect. That's that's true. And that's um, yeah. Uh, I'm sure the science guys have figured out a different way to do it. Better than the Romans just shoving grapes inside each other, hoping that they make a seedless grape baby, which is what they did, and somehow they figured that out. Yeah. Who's the weirdo cutting up grapes in ancient Rome, shoving them inside each other, and going, <laughs> oh my god, I did it. Yeah, somebody had a fruit fetish or something like that. Big time fruit fetish. But, <laughs> if you were wondering, that's how seedless fruits are made. Thank you, Steve. I actually think that did help me. I do feel like I know more about seedless fruits than I did before. I know a little bit more, unlike the magnet segment. No, um, I felt like magnets you pretty much nailed. Oh, uh, yeah. I, I, gotta, <laughs> I gotta revisit magnets, but I think I'm gonna go to college just for magnets. <laughs> I need degree in magnets. Uh, yeah, I don't know what the technical term is because I don't even... The magnets are so complicated, but there's gotta be a degree. Uh, Pat, what is your favorite seedless fruit? I don't know. That's a tough one because all the ones I eat have seeds. Really? Well, no. Wait. Grapes don't have seeds, do they? Not usually. They do, but you can make them seedless. Mm. Like they okay. did in ancient Rome. So grapes are out. Oranges have seeds in them. But you can make them seedless. Yeah, you can make them yeah. seedless. I've definitely had them. Most of the time, you can I make like... everything seedless. Yeah. Okay, seedless grapes. Wow. That's a smart choice because smart grapes choice. are one of the few fruits that I'll be like, yeah, I'll eat a grape or two. Yeah, if I see um, it laying around, I'm popping that in. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to eat a whole apple or, like, a whole banana. So, a grape. Steed, could they make a seedless avocado because the seed seems like it takes up way too much of the room? Oh, like the big pit. Yeah. Uh, let me check for you back in my Steve science notes. Calculating. Calculating. Avocado. 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 Yeah, Jared, uh, guess what? You can. Whoa. Yeah. And I'm going to tell you how. And they also look like penises instead of normal <laughs> avocados. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god yeah when you take the uh, pit out apparently you know that round shape they got yes that's because there's a pit in there oh it elongates it, it. like a little big old penis <laughs> oh, so so it could be good for the phallic diet yeah uh avocado farmers call them cucumber avocados cukes okay. avocaditos well that's a fun fact and until recently they would just reject them they'd say you know what get these out of here oh that's sad. i don't need these yeah and they're not GMO because, like we talked about before, they're just using stenospermocarpy. Oh, yeah. We did talk about that. No, we didn't. Wait. Uh... <laughs> oh, no, we did. We just called it that other thing. <laughs> the Greek word. Yeah. I don't know how the farmers or doctors or whoever's doing all this shit. What? Like, what's... Get off your high horse, scientists. Just tell Come us on. how to do it. Come on. They they look small uh, without the pit. Well, okay. And penis shaped. And that's good. To, thank you for the steed science, steed. They sell for the re- same price as regular avocados, Jared. Well, oh, well, that seems like a way better deal. Avocaditos. Okay. 
All right. They're called avocaditos. Yeah. You, yes, you said that. I know. I just really enjoy that word. Day. All right. How about let's go Avoc- to a movie that you guys might enjoy? The movie Avocaditos. It's a movie that I think you both have seen. It's a Billy Bob Thornton movie. We're going to do a Billy Bob Thornton movie review right now. Hello, I'm Billy Bob Thornton. And do me a favor. Once we start, let me get three sentences out before you ask me another inane goddamn question. Well, they don't make sense because uh, what's like this, you can say three but not four. It's funny because we have rules in network television. I can barely keep my ass in the seat. I want to run up on the stage and like mess the guy's hair up and turn the furniture over and you know, stuff like that. I'm obviously not an albino. So, uh, yeah, I have a I have a phobia about antiques, certain kinds, anything before night, uh, anything before 1950 or so. Okay, shut the f- up. I'll do it. Yeah, that's what we did. We we took a the guy who was six five, and shrunk him down for the f- movie. Wow. Yeah. Only in Hollywood. Anyway, no, I'm not an albino. God oh. damn it. I mean, seriously, what is he dwarf? Of course he's that f- short. That's. What kind of question is that? Am I on f- acid? Whoa. Do you know what movie this is, Pat? Can you guess? Just tell me. Tis the season, I'll say. Bad Santa. Bad Santa, boys. That's a big one. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so I've seen this one. Nice. He doesn't care if you're naughty or nice. That's (laughs) what it says. This guy doesn't care. So uh, why don't you guys, uh, Pat, why don't you give the description of what this movie's about since you've seen it before? Uh, It's about... Two crooks who basically dress up as Santa and an elf in a mall, or that they're employed by the mall to be Santa and the elf. Yep. Um, and they're trying to basically rob the mall during Christmas season. They're trying to figure out how to crack the vault. Um, they're professional criminals, and the guy Billy Bob Thornton plays is a degenerate alcoholic. And he meets this kid and this woman along the way. There you go. Yes. Yes, he ends up staying at this kid's house while he's trying to do this robbery at this place. Because it's kind of a multi-day, multi-week process. You kind of have to establish yourself and then you kind of sneak in at some point and try to rob the place. Um, The guy that he works with is Tony Cox. Um, He's a little person that plays an elf. And... So, and then Billy Thornton is a Santa, even though he's not, he doesn't look anything like Santa, except for he has gray hair, but he's not fat at all. He's pretty skinny. Very classic Billy Bob role, where this is like, you know, uh, kind of a deadbeat alcohol. Alcohol seems to be involved in every, almost every single one of his, every single one of his He roles. looks like an alcoholic. That's the thing. He just kind of has that look to him. Yeah. <laughs> he fits the role well. He definitely does. Um he also also in this movie is Lauren Tom and Lauren Tom, I didn't recognize her until I like saw her you know pop up. I never seen her before. She is in Goliath with him. She's in many episodes of Goliath with him. Bernie Mac is in this. What about NATO? How do you feel about NATO? Should I never met NATO. I never met NATO on underbound. I don't talk about people behind their back. NATO is the North Atlantic Treaty Organization. Oh, but you, oh, you didn't say that. I thought you were talking about the guy. I know this guy named NATO, NATO Jenkins. And Bernie Mac is a... Bernie Mac's role... He, yeah, R.I.P. He's on the cover, but he actually has a pretty minor role in this movie. Would you agree? Yeah. Like... They uh, should, is the midget little... What's the proper term? I think it's little person. I'm going to call him... Height, indifference. Okay. 
Yes, the height and different person. Um, there's him, and then Billy Bob, Bernie Mac, and then the little the boy, Thurman Merman, I think is his name. And oh, the little fat kid. Yeah, little fat kid. Yeah. And Billy Bob Thornton's just in there banging his mom the whole movie. No, 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 no. He's banging this random. The, the mom is not even in the picture. He's banging this random waitress or uh, bartender. I thought that was the kid's mom. No, she's not. She's not. It's played well, like. Why does the kid live there? Lauren Graham. The kid lives there because his dad's in jail. And then Billy Bob moves into the kid's house. Yeah, the kid's staying with his like grandma, who is played by Cloris Leachum, and I think she is. Uh, she's staying at the house, but she doesn't really know what's going on. So the kid's basically just like raising himself in this big house. So Billy Bob moves in while he's doing this. There's there's one scene that. What's your favorite scene in the movie? Do people remember the favorite scenes in this movie that kind of stick out? I'm trying to think of one. I don't this know. Came if out in 2003. 2003. It has been a while. I'm not gonna lie. I really liked watching that movie. I just can't think of a particular scene that okay. like really stands out. Maybe like at the end, just like the build up to the trying to to rob the, the rob place. It. Yeah, yeah. There was there was one scene that really stood out to me, which I was just cracking up at. Was the kid has an advent calendar? The kid that he's staying at, and the kid like is very into Santa Claus and the advent calendar. And he had gotten through most of it. It's you know maybe like five days away from Christmas. And Billy Bob is just drunk and just at one night eats it all. And then he real the next morning he wakes up and realizes what he's done and he feels bad. So then he puts back together the Avon calendar, but really does it half ass and like sticks a candy corn in it uh, instead of chocolate. And one of the, the kid opens it up and it's kind of like sticky <laughs> because he had already ripped up, ripped it open. So it's kind of sticky. And he opens it up as a candy corn and it doesn't fit in it at all. It's like, there's a candy corn to this one. He's like, they can't all be winners. But it was very like uh, you kind of thought that maybe building up to the scene, you kind of thought that maybe he bought him a new one and could kind of like match it the exact same. But you realize that he just did like a half-ass job of trying to fix it and uh, just did not do it. Like that's kind of how the movie is. It's kind of these moments of like him kind of like going in and out of, oh, I'm a nice guy to I'm just kind of a degenerate type of thing. Uh, but it's a you know it's a good it's a good Christmas movie. Okay. I would yep. say, I would say top tier for me. Uh, this is a a Billy. Uh, Got to be top tier. Yeah, Davy Crockett on most, the One of his most well known. <clears throat> I would say this is roles, one of his at most. At least for yes. people our age. For sure, for people our age, this is one of his most famous roles. He was also in this movie with John Ritter. He was in this movie with John Ritter, who was also in Sling Blade. This was John Ritter's last movie. Um. So, yeah, 2003, this came out. It is, yeah, it's just, I would say, definitely the more famous of the movies for people our age that they would know him in. And they did a sequel to this, so we will review that at some point uh, soon. Oh, that must have bombed. I don't know. We'll find out. I've never heard of that. I didn't know there was a Bad Santa. Oh, it, it came out in 2016. It came out three years ago. Is it called Badder Santa? No, it's just called Bad Santa 2. Oh, that's boring. Tony Cox is in it as well. Kathy Bates is in it. Uh, you know what? I think I actually saw that one in theaters. Did you? Whoa. You don't remember? Yeah. No, no, no. I think I did. And it actually takes place in Chicago. So we'll see. Well, that's big news. That's big news. Okay. We'll, we'll uh, wrap up the show there. Um, <clears throat> and email the show, chubstep.podcast at gmail.com. Rate the show on iTunes. 
share the podcast with a friendo and you shall be rewarded in your next life. How about that? I cannot guarantee that, but uh, it's worth a shot. So, I'll guarantee it. Yeah, Steve, Steve he doesn't care. I'll guarantee it. All right, so uh, we'll wrap the show there. The show has ended. I rest my case. Now you know you got to go. Peace. This is Yasin.